Welcome to another episode of HR Nightmares. I'm Lisa, and I'm here with the regular ladies. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Beth. And we have a super special guest for our holiday party episode. And his name is Jonathan, and he owns and is the CEO of Shuck and Shack and all the franchises. He's doing big things in and around the Wilmington area and beyond, and so we're going to hear from him. Um, but he made us, for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube and you're listening where you <laughs> listen to your podcasts, everyone want to explain your Christmas sweater? <laughs> we were told we needed to wear the Christmas sweaters. So this one lights up, but I can't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> oh, it'd be so fun if it lit up. Like power little, source batteries. Oh, I'm like, sure. some batteries in there. Yeah. We should, I, I'll, br- I'll bring you battery uh, on Wednesday when I see you. I have a <laughs> pink so sweater funny. with a Christmas tree and some presents, but one of the presents is missing. Jonathan, you're our influencer. You asked us to wear these. Uh, mine is a inebriated snowman. My mother-in-law gave me this. <laughs> uh, she's a hoot. And um, Apparently. that's where it came from. Yeah. Amy's. I'm just a present. Looks the nicest. And I, yeah, this is as ugly as I can get. Sorry. I didn't say that mine is like a lemur. Not a fan of the ugly Christmas sweater trend. So, um, Jonathan, thanks for joining HR Nightmares. This is the podcast where instead of writing a book, most HR people say they're going to write a book about all the salacious things that happened to us over our career. And we didn't feel like sitting down for years and years. So we just get behind the mics a couple of times a month and try to share with our audience really across the United States, like how to avoid HR nightmares. So we talk about fun stuff. We tell a lot of stories. We have a little laugh, but we try to give people realistic advice. And then we also do like some write-ins at the end. So you'll get a chance to um, pretend to be an HR person, which as an owner of a business, you are a real HR person. Um, but we'll kind of bat around uh, a couple of scenarios and see what you think about a, cu- a couple of audience yeah. write-ins. Cool. Yeah. So tell us about Shuck and Shack. Sure. So Shuck and Shack was started by, uh, not myself, but but Matt Pickenen and Sean Cook here in Carolina Beach, just south of here, in 2007. So I opened the first location in 07, opened the second location in 2012. In 14, uh, they started franchising, and that's when I came on board. I knew them from when they opened the first location. I worked right down the street and became good buddies with them. And in 14, I basically got a call and said, hey, um, we don't know what we can pay you, and we don't really know where you fit in, but we think you fit in. Do you want to come help us do this? And I said, sure. And so I slept on Matt's couch for a year, and here we are. <laughs> and uh, we're, at, we're at 19 locations in six wow. states. We have quite a few more under construction and, you know, just having a lot of fun. Wow. So yeah. how many employees is that? So in total, we I think we just uh, eclipsed the 600 mark in that's employees. Great. Yeah, that's really big. Yeah. Yeah. So we've we've grown from, you know, our first location is this kind of 900 square foot glorified closet. In, in Carolina, Carolina Beach. Beach. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a good spot, though. It's a great never spot. Never give it up. Ne- oh, never. Absolutely not. And it's got, you know, 15 employees, a majority of them there from day one. Um, wow. So have been there for 15 years plus, and um, yeah, we just have grown and grown, and I don't know. People seem to like us, and <laughs> we do fun things. So that's awesome. Yeah, I really like your T-shirts that you guys all wear. <laughs> so we were talking about this before we started recording, but like, who comes up with all the T-shirt slogans? What's the current one? Do you so, have one for the holidays? We don't have one for the holidays. So two years ago, we started. We found a company. I don't remember where they're out of, but they actually reproduce ugly Christmas sweaters based upon your logo. And so we did our oh, first cool. release two idea. years Noted. ago. Yeah, welcome, and they're awesome. Amy. However, right. put it in your calendar if you're an organizer. 
you have to order them in like June. Mm. So we had to order them in June. So we did like an ugly Christmas shuck and shack sweater. This year we did an update to it. So most of our t-shirts prior to it um, basically revolved around drinking. That was pretty much the gist of the shirt. (laughs) Anything you can think of about beer or, uh, you know, our initials are SOB. So incorporating SOB into the initial, into the uh, t-shirt rather, is what we did. And it's literally us just sitting around thinking, hey, is this, is this a little too far over the line or can (laughs) we get away with it? You know, that's. How do you know? I. (laughs) <laughs> I, I told y'all before we started recording. Don't I ask said, your mother-in-law; she's too fun. No, so one of the one of the things, like I told y'all before, if I started talking about some of the ones that hit the cutting room floor that never made to production, I would literally start blushing. Like I would turn <laughs> red. Yeah, that that's how I know. We, at least. we, we need yeah. to have some beers and listen. Yeah. So if you're blushing, yeah. it's like we've gone it's too far. Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, that's the regulator. That, blushing. At least that's my that's my regulator. I'm not easily embarrassed, but some of those are. Yeah, way over the line. Like, (laughs) no one would think that was okay. So you brought up a good point, and I think, like, especially with a lot of young companies where there's a lot of young people and living in a coastal town, like where we record this podcast, Wilmington, this town is a drinking town. And so, Mm -hmm. like, casual. Casual drinking, day drinking, all the drinking. Um, Vacation drinking. Vacation drinking. Work drinking. like Sunny day. Sunny day. Oh, those are the best days to drink. Rainy day. I mean, (laughs) hurricane parties. No. Basically, no occasion needed. (laughs) We... Yeah, we we like to drink in this town. And so, like, how do you still maintain a fun culture at Shuck and Shack with your 600-plus employees, um, at, but also try to be responsible? And, like, now that you're bigger, too, it's probably harder and you can't know everybody. So how do you keep a fun culture, a drinking <laughs> so, drinking I, I don't know that I want to define us as a drinking cu- culture, but no, that, it, that's very accurate. We do run bars. Yeah. Uh, you know, bar business is a significant portion of our business. I think the biggest thing that we do just from a practical standpoint is one of our biggest things is we let our employees be themselves. That's the biggest thing. Because so we're letting employees be themselves. We we want them to be cheeky with customers, with each other. We want them to have even sometimes a little bit of an edge. Like we're totally okay with that. So we throw away this kind of robotic feeling of you need to go through points A through Z and then we'll check all of those boxes. And that's what we consider a win at your table or with your bar guests or whatever. We threw all of that. We don't believe in any of that. And so I think for us maintaining internal culture Uh, relates a lot to that. We retain employees very well because of that. We let them be themselves. And then as far as venturing into drinking, I mean, we, you know, for me, putting on my serious faces, we follow all states alcoholic, you know, beverage rules. Uh, We don't waver from those whatsoever. It's very important because one bad decision on the part of an employee or a manager or a shift manager or an owner or whomever uh, can shut your business down. And that's just not, you know, a closed business is not a profitable business, and so that's not what we're after. What are you guys doing to prepare for holiday parties with your clients? I just go back to a time back long ago when we I was called in to help somebody that had a Christmas party. This is long ago. And they long ago, like current long, clients, don't no, worry. Yeah, long, long ago. <laughs> Pre- previous <laughs> clients, fine. Yeah, don't we're worry. all good. But they um, they thought that the party wasn't go- getting hot enough, right? So they were like the manage the director of operations walked around with a tray of shots and kind of coerced people to have shots. And then people were just absolutely (laughs) hammered. And it was crazy because I had to 
fire somebody the next day because they were being really aggressive and tried to start a fight with the owner and then tried to make out with the head of sales. And it was just one of those things where you're just like, maybe we shouldn't be forcing shots on the employees. (laughs) (laughs) I'm preparing by declining the invitations to go to that. That's what I'm preparing to do. As an HR person, you don't want to be responsible (laughs) as the babysitter. I don't want to know. I don't want to be there. I don't want to manage. Are a lot of your clients starting to not do Christmas parties or are they still doing their Christmas parties? A lot of mine are going to Christmas lunches. Yeah, I mean, I have one in particular I know of that, you know, they invited me, the inbox, you know, the invite sitting in my mailbox. I'm like, should I go? Should I not go? You know, you kind of go one of those. A I'm like a dip in, dip out kind of person. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they're, they're doing them for the most part. I mean, I have one that's an all remote business, so they don't really do a traditional kind of thing, but... Yeah, the only thing with doing. holiday lunches, if people are going to be drinking at holiday lunches, just make sure they don't go back to the computer. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, some, maybe they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those that, you know, I, I find that, like, some companies, yeah, like, take that money that they would spend on those big parties and they just give them as bonuses more to the employees versus having the social function only because – a lot of people are programmed out, and the last thing they want to do is spend a Saturday night with their coworkers. Getting a right? babysitter. Yeah. I mean, a good idea yeah. is just to ask people what they'd rather do. Hey, right. I'm going to spend 100 bucks a head, or you can get have the 100, 100 bucks to right. Harris yeah. Teeter or something. Yeah. Don't let me put it in your paycheck because then I'll have to take taxes. <laughs> so. I hate that, too. It's like, here's your Christmas bonus. It's I only 63 bucks. Yeah, it's 6348 and you're That's like, right. oh, man. Um, so have you, you guys do a lot of events at Shuck and Shack. Do you rent out any of your spaces for like corporate parties or anything? We don't do a whole lot of rentals, especially on the weekends. Like we can, we do it on a case by case basis during the week. That seems to be the the biggest win for us. Weekends, you know, they're kind of reserved for people going out. We want to get that business coming off the street. I mean, if people are waiting all week long to spend the night with us, we're not going to say close for a private event on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we work out on a case by case basis during the week, but yeah, we're constantly doing events and a lot of events we do is off-premise too so we do catering at people's homes we do catering for christmas parties um but call us in advance please don't let us know you know 12 (laughs) hours ahead of your party maybe even then we could swing it but that's kind of how we handle things how do you handle like safety when you send your um catering people out to people's like private homes so i think well from a from a contractual standpoint and a practical standpoint you you make sure there are clear deliverables there. Here's what we're providing. Here's what you're providing. This is what we will be doing. This is what we will not be doing. We will be handling all of the equipment. If you're talking about, I'm sure you're referring to employee safety, but also guest safety. Like a lot of the times we're cooking like in, we're basically creating steam. So heat and water and Mm -hmm. it burns, it hurts. And so we're saying we're going to be the only ones bringing anything out of the pot, you know, open flame, we're going to be taking care of that. We're not going to put, you know, any sort of propane bottle right on your wooden deck. We're not going to do that. You need to provide us with a concrete space, with open air, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to a minute. You talked about your employees, and I think it's incredible in a service industry business to have that many employees that have been with you since day one in the retention, and that's pretty incredible just in itself. But I'm curious, like, what makes a great – Shuck and Jack employee. Like, what do you look sure. for when you go out and look for new people since you're kind of letting people be their authentic selves? Like, sure. how do you identify a great fit for your company? Easy. Someone that can talk to others. That's it. 
um, you know, and specifically when you're talking about servers and bartenders, which are more in contact with the general public, it's can you hold a conversation with someone? Like that's the kind of the litmus test. We can teach the standard. We can teach you about shuck and shack. Certainly it helps to have experience. Experience never hurts. Uh, but someone that can talk to the general public is extremely important because that shows that you have a desire to be interactive. You know, this is when you guys, when, when y'all walk into one of our spots, you're holding your wallet and say, I'm going to spend money here. Like, it's not like retail where you're like, you're window shopping. Mm -hmm. There's no such mm -hmm. thing as window shopping in a restaurant. You, you have decided you're spending money there. So we feel like it's our duty from a service standpoint to provide an experience. The experience goes beyond whatever is cooked on and on your plate. That doesn't matter. Like I used to say, I used to say, we could be serving shit sandwiches, and as long as we do it well, people will eat them. You choose certain places because of the feelings that you get when you enter the door, and that's what we're after. I love going that's to Shuck awesome. and Shack. Do you guys ever go to Shuck and Shack? I do. I've the got one a downtown? Story. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> She's like, I, I have a funny story. story. So it was one of my first dates with this guy that I dated a long time, and I brought my like teenage son. And I was like, this guy I really like. Do not embarrass me. <laughs> He's like, I won't embarrass you like some football player kid. And he was like, he looked at the menu. And it's, you know, a good menu. And he's like, I want to get two of these things. I'm like, no, you're going to get one. And the guy heard it, and he bought him two of those giant steam pots. Steam pots. I was oh. like, oh, my God, this is like the first, like, meeting of the kids. It was horrible. But <laughs> so embarrassing. I'm like, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, Did oh, he eat it all, though? Because those are big all. steam pots. That's two pounds of crab legs, so it probably took him, like, <laughs> yeah, three yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. no. He yeah. was like, and then he was I and other people's. I'm like, oh, my God, please stop, you know? But anyway. I but, yeah, it was a great oh, memory. My, oh, well, that's good. Oh, oysters there are the best. The ones with the jalapenos. What are they oh, called? yeah. Char-grilled oysters. Yeah, jalapeno God, cheddar. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. The those are good. Everybody yeah. get down there right now. What do you do if somebody applies and tells you they have a shellfish allergy? Uh, you know, <laughs> we have the same conversation with customers because, believe it or not, it happens fairly often where someone sitting at a table of, of a six-top or an eight-top says, I have a shellfish allergy. And kind of tongue-in-cheek, you're like, cheek you're like this is, is it deadly place. we Wasn't can't guarantee like people yeah. make mistakes you know we have yeah. a fryer specifically for non-seafood no no nothing but still, but, but still people and, make yeah. mistakes yeah. and you know we try Food to avoid handlers. cross contamination if at all possible we follow all cdc guidelines and all of that stuff but like people still make mistakes i can't mm -hmm. guarantee you that yeah. your food will never not Touch. brush up against something that shellfish yeah yeah I've got a question. You were talking about retention. So I love the fact that you have these employees for 15 years. It's amazing. Um, so what kind of benefits do you offer them? Did so you get, get creative with that? We, we did. And a part of it was was coming out of COVID uh, was, you know, we're competing with everyone else. But uh, Matt, who's one of the founders and, and my partner, we were at another conference. So we can't we can't take full credit for it. But we were basically under the assumption, uninformed assumption, that there were lines that we had to walk through as mm -hmm. far as benefits that we could and could not give. You can pretty much structure your benefit program however you want to. Mm -hmm. And we did not know that just because we're not HR people. And so we basically started doing paid time off in, in the service industry, which is not a thing. People mm -hmm. do not do paid time off. Uh, for all of our employees, not for just managers. So That's for we, we do accrued paid time off. It's based upon if you work a certain, num certain number of hours, you get a, you know, a fraction of an hour or an hour is paid time off that you can redeem. We started the biggest thing that we did for retention was we actually started talking to people. That was the biggest thing. Like we, and it sounds crazy, but just asking people what they need. Like 
I know money is the answer. I know that. And and we're going to do that. You're getting a raise, like, pretty much across the board. Everyone got a raise. What else do you need? Like, let's have that conversation. And that helped with retention more than anything else. But then other benefits, I mean, we try to work with people. We're liberal with time off given. You know, we try to work on even four-day work week for some people in our in our industry, which, pe- which does not happen. That does not happen. Um and then other things we do, you know, referral bonus and retention bonus, more mm-hmm. importantly. So, for instance, most everyone was doing hiring bonuses, which was a one-time thing. So we started doing retention bonuses, which means if you referred someone and they started working at the restaurant every single pay period, you got $20 as long as that person stayed mm-hmm. as an employee that's, every single pay period. Okay, so that's, that's cool. really great. Let's say they stay there you for a year. out of bed. Yeah, that's right. That's 26 pay periods in a year. That's $520 in a year. Let's say they say they're for five years. That's 1500 bucks extra that you wouldn't have gotten. Oh, and by the way, there's no cap on the number of people you can refer. So, I mean, to me, it doesn't, it costs us $2,300 to train one employee. Why wouldn't I pay $520 to someone over the course of a year to have another person sitting next to them that they already know, they look forward to coming to work with them. They aren't in a good relationship yet. Right. That's 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 real. I love thinking outside the box kind of thing. But it is an accountability partner. Like, to your point, I mean, like, I worked, did you guys bartend or wait tables? I was a boss girl. Oh, no. (laughs) We always said you're either retail or food. I mean, you Mm -hmm. crossed over to both because you Mm -hmm. were retail and food, but I was just retail. I did more retail than My first food. job was retail. I worked at the but Gap. But heck yeah, if I had friends that yeah. didn't show up for work, yeah, I'd be I'd like, like no, 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 I'd be like, man, now I got to do yeah. all the opening duties. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. believe me. And like every shift, like one or two people wouldn't show up. So that's really smart. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Do you do, you said that you talk to your employees, and I think that that's so important. That's what we kind of really always yeah. are promoting. It's like, because you really don't know if you were to talk to all three of us, like maybe something is really going on in your life, and if you don't know that, then you can't meet their needs as an employer. So I love that you're spending that's time right. to That's right. I mean, and it's them. simple stuff. It doesn't have to be, sometimes it's monetary. Of course it is. And saying, hey, you know, I just had a child or my husband or my spouse or boyfriend mm-hmm. or girlfriend just lost their job. All of a sudden that's one income or, or whatever it may be. Or I had unexpected car repairs. Mm-hmm. We did that. Like, we've done that where, hey, I can't get to work because I have a $350 car bill. Bring me the bill. Like, it's that simple. Why on earth would you complicate things and say, oh, well, you know, sorry, you're fired. Like, if they have the desire to come to work and the reason they can't get there is because their car is broken – fix their damn car. Like, yeah. what's wrong with but you? But that also is like bringing them, there's going to be a loyalty thing that it's you can exactly never, right. you can never buy that. It's exactly know? right. It's like they're going to know that you were there in a pinch and really help them. That's right. So that's great. That's Maybe right. that's the secret to your 15-year people. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, I think. People stick around for, yeah. I mean, overall, like without HR people, you said, I think you're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, you said all the things that like I think we would recommend when we go into a service-based business and they can't find people and people are leaving and retention's really high, especially in food, beverage, retail, all of the service industry. But you're doing all those things, you know, referral, retention bonuses, thinking mm-hmm. outside the box, creating benefits and reasons for people to want to stay. So that's great. Also, like <clears throat> a lot of we, what we do as HR consultants is just like go out and do a lot of reading, listen to podcasts, um, read articles to kind of stay on top of trends. And it sounds like even though you didn't want to take the credit um, for the things that you implemented, you went to a conference, you're learning, you're mm-hmm. open minded, you're 
Um, you're not trying to say, well, this is the way that we always did things, and and that's why you're being successful. So yeah. kudos to you guys for kind of like Thank keeping up with trends and being open minded. Just doing the right thing, taking care of people, and they'll take care of you and your customers. Yeah, well, I think that's the crux yeah. of it. Like, especially as you know, you know, your expectation is that your customers will return. Well, you should also be concerned about whether or not your employees will return, and so making sure that you're also giving them great customer service because they're in your building like 200 days a year. So mm -hmm. they're your best customers. So whatever you can do to make sure they're coming back is important. Yeah. Did you ever read that book? So it's literally my favorite book on the planet. It's called Yes is the Answer, What is the Question by Cameron Mitchell. No, I've never read it. Oh, my God. You got to go read this yeah. book. It's all about um, – did you guys ever read this yeah. book? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's all about creating a culture of hospitality so that in mm -hmm. the end, like, your employees and, – and he kind of, like, lived the same mantra that you guys are living right. and built – the first, I think it was the first billion dollar restaurant mm -hmm. business ended up selling off like Ruth's Chris and like sure. all these other really famous restaurants in DC and New York. And um, anyway, it, it's just awesome. It's kind of like if some, I think it, one example in the book was like uh, somebody asked for like a chocolate milkshake and the server was like, well, we don't have chocolate ice cream right now. And the manager was like, then you go to the Wawa down the right? street <laughs> yeah. and get the chocolate ice cream That's and right. run your ass back and yeah. get to the blender and make the chocolate milkshake. And and they'll never know the difference. You just say, hey, it's going to take a couple extra minutes. Bear with me and just make That's it right. seamless for them and give them what they want. Um, so it's a really it's an awesome. Yeah, I love book. that approach. Um, what questions do you guys have about like Christmas parties, hospitality, oh, yeah. safety at Christmas parties, <laughs> over drinking, dealing well, what's with the shuck and shack Christmas party like? <laughs> Probably maybe fun. we need well, to go. Uh, are we invited? None of y'all are invited. Um, <laughs> we wore the sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. We should yeah. get them. We should uh, at least get in. We don't get invited to a lot of you know, things. Yeah, so it's all yeah, good. It's all right. We have thick skin. It depends on the year. It, it uh, the last few years have been weird just because of COVID mm -hmm. and, and all of that. Uh, but previously, we would generally rent out a bar somewhere, uh, either in Carolina Beach or in Wilmington somewhere, and it would be obviously open bar, and we would hire another local uh, restaurant to cater it. So. And it would just be, you know, come in at your own pace. Of course, your spouse, spouses are invited. Sometimes we would play Christmas games. Most of the time, we didn't want to kind of dictate what was going on. It's like, hey, you guys get enough of us. Drop in at your own. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. No. <laughs> we will pressure. now have fun. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> right. yeah. seven to eight yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Mandatory holiday party. So right. okay, you talked about having an open bar. Is there any kind of precaution that you guys take to make sure that people get home safe? Oh yeah, no, we would. We made it clear. So we hired a. We've hired shuttle services uh, previously, where we shuttle. We will shuttle people back to their cars, um, but only to get their belongings, and then we would actually pay for Ubers for people to go home. I mean, it's a fractional cost for us, um, yeah. as opposed to. That's the one I always worry about. Is just, the like come to our holiday party and then drive home. <laughs> that makes me. Yeah. Yeah. That always makes yeah. Me no, too. I mean our employees. There's, there's a natural policing. When you have employees that have been with you for 15 years, there's a natural policing mm -hmm, that takes right. place. But, no, it's, listen, build that in. If you're not doing it, build it into your Christmas party budget. It's It might cost you, if you have 40 employees, it might cost you an extra, I don't know, five, 600 bucks. But, I mean, come on. But it's just a peace of mind. Oh, yeah. That yeah, not gonna be They're going to be home safe. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. I have a logistical question for you as I have another client that, um, is in food and beverage. What is your policies around employees coming in after their shift or on their days off to like 
drink at the bar, eat at the restaurant? Do you have any policies around that? No you shouldn't uniform. wear any sort of like uniform or something that would be construed as a uniform. Um, our employees, the, our general uniform is for front of the house, just wear a shark and shack shirt. Like mm-hmm. we have shirts that say staff on them. I thought you were but, about to say just wear a shirt. Uh, yeah. well, well, that <laughs> too. Wear a shirt, please. <laughs> yes, please do that. But uh, no, just no logos. That that's yeah. that's pretty much it. And you know, I it's on a case by case basis. I yeah. think it's in our employee handbook that says no logos. We welcome you to come in on your day off or after we can, shift or after your shift, after your shift, Change if you're having, uniform. that's right. If you're having okay. a shift drink, most of the kitchen guys from the back, they'll turn their shirt inside out. Um, and so it just yeah. makes it I much have, easier. Have, that's helpful. I mean, I'm just curious cause we're actually going through this and mm-hmm. there's somewhat of a debate amongst like which way to go. And, I've always been of the mindset of like, listen, we can't manage what people are doing on their days off. I'd rather them come yeah. give us money I into mean, the I'd business. I mean, I'd love to take their money. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what I said. I go so much. You know, and I think back. I kind of wrote into the policies too of like, you know, you're still an employee of the company. So we still expect you to maintain some professional right. level of demeanor and all that kind of thing. And of course we would address if someone's out of line, but I feel no reason to like put a blanket policy around. That they can't Don't come. Oh. Yeah. No, I think One it's a thing little silly. Is, yeah. Interesting though, if you give discounts, you know, so employee discounts, they would maybe get beer for half price. They can't transfer the beers to like, your friend Lisa, you know, Why? like, yeah. hey, I work here. And, we don't do yeah. any discounting on alcohol at all. Okay, um, I think that's state, state probably, mandated, that's state right? Mandated. That's yeah. state okay. guidelines. So they don't yeah. have to do that. Yeah. No alcohol, Violates no alcohol liquor discounts at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we do food discounts, of course, but no alcohol discounts. Aren't you guys like operating across different states now? We are. So how do you keep up with all the different employment laws? So because we're franchise driven, it's up to franchisees. Okay. Um, you know, we give general guidelines on. Um, there's a, there's a clear delineation. What is brand specific and then what is state specific? And so brand specific, we can require all those guidelines. We can do all that. That's not a problem. There's nothing against the rules that say we can't do that. And then furthermore, state, state, state specific, for instance, in some states, bartenders can drink behind the bar. You mm-hmm. cannot do that in North Carolina. Um, now, our brand specific guideline is that bartenders do not drink behind the bar. However, in some so states, trumps that state, trumps the yeah. state specific. It's usually guideline. whichever's the stricter guideline. Generally speaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. would trump. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, but it varies. We, you know, we encourage all of our franchisees to seek counsel in the form of an HR representative or or an attorney or whomever. Yeah. Um, in writing and filling in the gaps in their own employee handbook to determine those policies. Gotcha. That's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's smart. Yeah. You have any good stories for us? <laughs> Um, just for holiday parties? Just in general. I mean, you work in hospitality. I'm like, I put myself through college at Chili's and TGI Fridays with the flair. So I know that there are tons of good stories just hanging out there. Yeah, there's tons. I mean, the one that that always kind of, that gets me in in a comical way is that we had a bad review at one location. I mean, a really, really bad review at one location in another state. Uh, This happened probably two years ago. And we see that we have a review monitoring software. So we see every Hmm. review that comes in, like it hits us immediately. And our marketing team is always on it. When they see like a one star come in, like we're looking at those first, hey, what happened? What system failure happened? Um, So we see this review came in and it was basically, I mean, it was egregious. Like on, on top of it being poor service and poor food, 
there was a sexual uh, innuendo oh, going on, like where the bartender kind of overstepped some boundaries, male bartender, female guests. And we're like, that is not seem like something that would happen at that location. Like that just doesn't, that's so out of left field, unlike that location. So we reached out to the guests directly that left the review and they swore up and down it happened at that location. So we were like, we're kind of freaking out a little bit mm-hmm. because they're threatening litigation and all of these mm-hmm. things. And so, God, in a review? Interview. Oh yeah. So even when we took it off, even if we took it offline, like my attorney will be in touch. And yeah. so like, okay, oh. now we gotta go back and watch the cameras. So we encourage our franchisee, they they pull the pull the tape and they're like, This person was not in this restaurant. Oh. So they left the wrong review location? wrong restaurant. For a wrong restaurant <laughs> entirely. Oh my god. So like they left the review on a shuck and check somewhere, and it was meant for like the restaurant next door. Dang. Oh my yeah, gosh. and the restaurant next door didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I literally don't know what to do. Like, should Is that I, when you can like email them? Google and be like, um, so forward this to Google? Yeah. I don't take this down. And, and it was a brand that we didn't know, and it was a local brand too. So like single location, you know, mom and pop presumably. And so my thought was, I don't know, we guess just wait until it hits them. I don't really know how to have that conversation with or them. Or like, I would like, want to know as a small business owner I would that I've got too, someone crappy working like, behind okay, this, Number one, it's a franchise location in another state. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. If I call this, you know, ABC restaurant, they're going to be like, what? What, like, yeah. what are you talking about? Who are you? Yeah. yeah. That was that was. I mean, the best thing to do is go back to the customer and be like, so we reviewed the tape. You know, That's exactly we don't think we this did. happened here. It happened somewhere else. Like they need they to contact that other after restaurant. After denying, I mean, this this was drawn out for three or four months. That um, also is difficult too, because it's your reputation is online, is exactly and everyone right. looks at Google. And, and they are all they're all looking at it. We oh, eventually gosh. got it removed. We have looked at the tapes of this where you say you were and what you say happened. It did not happen in our restaurant, Thank and it God. took months and months and months. And they finally they just never responded. They just quit responding. Did so. the bartender mm-hmm. working that night ever hear that you guys were like investigating things? Oh yeah, or? no. I mean, okay. you know, whenever something like that happens and it's super egregious, like the our first step because we see the review is to reach out to the owner of that location and and basically it's hey, just to let you know. We saw this come through. What is your plan? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Yeah. And then they get back with us, and we may make suggestions about what, what you should do, or if I were in your shoes, this is what I would do. And even they were like, no, that couldn't be. That person would never do that. That That's, like, so far outside of character. Like, I just can't even believe it was them. So we were kind of the same thinking, and so they just went to that employee, hey, man, um, this doesn't sound like you, but can you read this? Was this you? And it's like, oh, no, that definitely wasn't me. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> that's what led us to watching the tapes and discovering, yeah, it definitely did not happen in our four walls. You yeah. try to put yourself in that employee's shoes, though, too, and I'd be freaking out, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just making up these lies about that's right. me. And- I've had that like, with a customer that, like, insisted. I'm like, ma'am, I have never spoken to you, like, ever. I'm a store. <laughs> the, it was the store manager. I am the store manager, and I – was not working that day. Like, it was not me. I was not here. Was it one of my managers? Was she at a different store? Like, I don't know. But whatever you said to the CEO of our company, like, it's not good. Finally, I'm just like, okay, it was me. (laughs) I was like, there's just no. I'm like, whatever. It's fine. My reputation will succeed this woman. So it's fine. But What was it about? Like a 16-year-old return? I I was really nasty to her, whatever it was. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really seem like me. Okay, great. 
I was like, okay, well, everyone, after you said that, like, everyone knows that was not me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was over some return. I wouldn't, always. you know, like. Always, always a return. Always a <laughs> return. Some return. I'm like, please, take anything I back. This last month. The product code says you bought it eight years ago. Yeah. And at Macy's. <laughs> not Nordstrom. Right. Yeah. We did a lot of that. Good. Oh, Should we man. do our audience write-in? I want to do them. They're pretty good. There was one that was like. Which one do you want to do? The hooking up one? <laughs> well, now that you said it, everyone's <laughs> going to want to hear that one. There's a lot of hookups that happen at holiday parties. Keep it professional. Take it offline. Wait till you get home. But don't here's drink some, too much. And don't drink too much. And but if sure you do, take an Uber. Don't mix alcohol with anything else. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is from North Car- somebody in North Carolina. They said, I'm a manager of a gym. And this is a hell of a story. I love the way that starts. We just found out one of our personal trainers is hooking up with one of our members. How we found this out is the interesting part. So this week, the member was taking our trainer's class. And the husband of the member who's hooking up with our personal trainer, showed up to a fully packed class to address his wife. My guess is he found out. Pretty good guess. Uh, Waited for her to take the trainer's class, and then he came into the gym and threw a box of her things at our personal trainer and made a scene. Most of the other members were confused, so were we, until we put two and two together. We don't have a trainer member member policy about dating. Other trainers have dated members in the past. It's been fine. Our trainer claims he didn't know she was married. How do we move forward with this? Uh, with the trainer. It doesn't seem worth firing him over how do we keep our reputations with our members. Well, get a policy. <laughs> yeah. Get a policy. It might be time for a policy. It might, and maybe you don't want a policy. I don't know. But if you don't want to draw that boundary of professionalism between your employees and your clients, then this may happen. So I remember at Ruby Tuesdays, you couldn't date, like if you were a server, you couldn't date no a manager. No fraternization. Yeah. And if you ended up dating, then somebody had to go to another yeah, location. But what about a guest, like a restaurant guest? You could kind of do something the same, right? Like a, fra- like a fraternization with members policy. So yeah, I think it's different when you're working in an industry like Open to the constant sweaty. public. Yeah, that's we're transactional. Like restaurant, yeah. retail. Yeah, yeah it's that's transactional. Right. People are in and out. But this is like a member-based business where it's the same clientele. Like, you know, it's a little bit different. It's not an open to the public type gym, I would think. It's a paying client mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I would probably want them to not be able to date the people that they work with directly. Because I just think that when you're working out together, this is just yeah. Me. It just seems like if one person wasn't loving it all of a sudden, it just seems like it could be pretty sticky. It, it feels I mean? like a lot of conflict yeah. could come about from and that. So I think you're right. A personal trainer, it's like if can you're you a personal trainer, you can date the person that I'm date training. Date somebody yeah. that you know is a member at the gym. Sure, or are you dating your personal client? I don't know. Maybe it's a disclose thing. Maybe it's like a it's all fine, but you need to disclose to us, right? What do you think because about like bartenders up lady picking up people across the bar? I mean, I remember that husband. happening all the time. They're doing it for tips. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I, I mean, missed this. <laughs> there's a there's a transactional relationship there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 So, we think you should have a policy now. 
dealing with the reputation of like all the other people that saw that go down, I don't think there's really anything you can do about it. I mean, it's it's a workout class. It's a gym. I'm sure it was like entertaining to all, but not damaging <laughs> to your overall reputation. People yeah. are going to still go back. I'm yeah, sure everyone will still, go back. will still go see that trainer. And be Unless like, hey. that trainer is also hooking up with the nine other people. Well, the yeah. Class. So there you go. <laughs> Which could be the, the other it piece of the story that it came out in the last the seven policy. days since we received the record. Where I would say is when they went to that place of saying seems like we shouldn't fire maybe no you're not going to terminate employment but yes we are going to coach on professional demeanor and understanding and knowing your clients and you work with them pretty closely were you sure we didn't know she was married I and mean, also, like, who you hook up with is totally your business. Like, it, and, it, and this happens all the time in workplaces, right? Like, totally. married people hook up with married people, and it's like, la, 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 la. I don't but really want to know. it became our business when he entered it, our location and exactly. drew a box of her stuff at your face. Right. Exactly. It became our business. And when you're using, like, company assets to, like, send, like, gross, you know, messages about the Myrtle Beach trip and all that, like, over IMs at work, that's <laughs> Lisa, something what? you Myrtle Beach trip? This sounds like something else. <laughs> sounds like a different situation. It's a hooking up at work situation, and it's very, it was very traumatizing to me. It's been 12 years. <laughs> Somebody printed off all the IMs and slipped them under oh, my, my HR manager door. So, yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, back to the gym. Get get a policy. It's probably a good idea to have a policy if you don't have a policy. Coach them on professional behavior. Yeah. Any other yeah. inputs? I, I don't know. I look at employee handbooks and policies a little bit differently. I think that if you're depending upon those for your moral or practical guidelines, you're doing it <laughs> wrong. Like, what is you as what do you as a human think? Like, yeah. let's let's pretend you aren't employed here at all. Like, where's your brain? You know, where's your brain? What do you think? Do you think this is a good move? Like, just practically speaking, you're not an employee of Ruby Tuesday or whomever else. Yeah. What would you think this situation might lead to? Let's do, like, a SWOT analysis on it or something. <laughs> like, if it leads you into the wrong direction, maybe we should rewind that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's awesome. just my philosophy yeah. on it. But if you yeah. want to fire that. him, you need to put it down somewhere that you do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's why that's why we like it. Because when you move to term up, you're gonna need something in writing that yeah. says this wasn't allowed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this one's this one's just kind of interesting. Um, from Charlotte, it's about a safety issue. It's interesting because it has to do with drug tests, safety issues, and um, just overall favoritism. So it says we were having safety issues on the operating floor, so they decided to start doing random drug tests. Sixty percent failed, including the best friend of the owner. The same person was responsible for several of the safety issues mentioned above and was directly responsible for two people being injured while on the job due to negligence on his own part. The owner was one of the people that failed. Wait, what would you do if you were the our owner HR? Tested themselves? First of all, why would they do that? Why That's would they do that know if that. they knew they were going <laughs> to <Yeah>. fail? <laughs> it's like, don't test yourself. Okay. Also, the whole thing the operating seems floor. like a bit of a shit show, but Okay. Well, I would say it all goes back to, like, what you just said about judgment and just thinking through it. It's like, why do we need drug tests when we're probably already know something's going on <laughs> here that, you know, yeah, if everyone's high, then sure, we're going to have some accidents on the whatever manufacturing operating, operating floor. floor. I wonder what they're making. So it's, it's like we don't need drug tests. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't need a positive drug test to tell us that accidents, injuries, whatever incidents are happening and we need to address what the problem is, not what's you know, necessarily yeah, the drug impaired. testing of it all. 
Yeah, we should be able to visually like see if someone is impaired, right? right? Um, if 60, they're going to have to make a big plan for what are the next action steps, because if 60% of the workforce, and we don't even know how big this workforce is, is having to be suspended or get some kind of discipline for testing positive, I'm assuming they have like a zero tolerance drug policy or why would they be doing random in the first place? Sometimes it's interesting though. So North Carolina is, you, you know, marijuana is not legal, but if you go to I think Virginia is legal. So if you go there on the weekend, smoke pot, come back, you're not impaired. Right. But it's you're testing positive. So I wonder if that has something to do with the 60%. I guess, but I would think that the reason they did it is because these accidents are happening. So yeah. people are probably impaired at the time is what I would guess to say. Otherwise, why OSHA. is that the assumption? I mean, that would be – you yeah. cannot do that. Yeah, that's going to get – Well, and I would down. say, like, too, I mean, I won't even get into the weeds of, like, how they administer that and if they just randomly started, like, doing that. And But it's not their company mm-hmm. culture. It's not, you know, did they – are they a background drug test kind of always company? Are you doing it typically as a gotcha? don't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah you typically yeah. don't, like, start like. that process without always having – and – you could also just put something into a place where if an accident or an injury happens, then you could administer a drug test at that time because mm. that usually, if something's there, it'll be a worker's comp type thing, right? And so then we would know. I don't know. They need some help, though, I would Sounds say, like overall. Especially and there's probably a lot more questions that we have to ask. You're pulling from a certain pond, right? You're pulling from a certain pond, so, like, change ponds. Yeah. Like, if, if this is something that, you know, or they're all getting high it's not in a the parking lot together. Like, we're together. in the restaurant business, like, whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> if you're, you're pulling from a certain pond, if you're disappointed by the results, it's because you kept fishing in that pond. Mm-hmm. Like, go to that one over there. Yeah. And also, were you putting your head, like, were, like, the frontline managers putting their head in the sand on some issues? Right. Like, you're right. saying, like, is everybody you going to be able to visually like, see doing coke in the, the bathroom or, like, what's going on? Yeah. And by walking around, you'll get to know kind of the scoop. Right, you're gonna know. Oh, everyone's yeah. Something's going on. Lunch These, yeah. Yeah. I've had. I mean, I've had employees walk in, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! Get out of here! Like, you've got to go home. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? You're either hungover from last night, or you just smoked in the parking lot. I don't care which one. You go but home you today. Yeah. If you ever come back home like this, you do not have a job anymore. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like back in the days in my 20s when I was a manager on the floor, but. You know, Some like if you're talking to your people, you're like, what's going on here? Yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> what's up? What were you doing on lunch break? <laughs> yeah. Manufacturing generally has zero tolerance policies. If you're 100%. working in other, if you're a creative and, you know, smoking weed or doing shrooms, like, makes you be more creative, okay, fine. Um, but, like, manufacturing, no. Healthcare, no. Yeah. Um, there's certain industries where you just can't be high. safety issues. Yeah. yeah. But you wonder, too, it's like, gosh, there's something going on if 60% have fa- failed the test. Yeah, it's a pond issue, and there's some kind yeah. of employee relations right, right. issue where <laughs> the managers are not walking around yeah, yeah. to where the work is. They have and no, are you prepared to do not fire all of these employees? Yeah. yeah Probably not. A drug test can't be your only finger on the pulse. Like, right. Yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Go talk to your people. So key takeaways, I love that you are like a human-centric leader, you want to give your employees a great experience so that they give the uh, the uh, visiting customers a great experience. Um, have you ever heard of our app that we created called WorkTalk? No. Oh, it's I a, a smartphone. 
It's a what? I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I was like, oh my gosh. How, <laughs> how old are you? I just want to see the Are you older than I yeah, thought? I just okay. See the reaction. Uh, no, but it's a mobile app. Um, it's Leith HR Group Technology. It's a mobile app to make sure that employees and supervisors so are doing talk? work talk. Like TikTok, but work talk. Work talk. Like TikTok, but work talk. Work talk. Got it. Is it okay. Produced by the Chinese or? No, it's produced. Actually, all all the development was done in the United States. Right, cool. Every yeah, single code line, um, but it, but it's a good way for. It sounds like you guys have got it going on when it comes to like checking in with your employees. But a lot of people, especially in the service industry, um, don't get a chance to like talk one on one and find out you're having car issues. Your mom just got diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. Your husband lost his job. You're a one income family. So it allows people to just like do check ins via mobile device and super cheap and easy to use. Um, what else? Any other last-minute comments, questions for Jonathan? We will be back. No. And we will visit you. Oh, I'm yeah. at your holiday party. Hey, we are coming to Shuck and Shack. Yeah, we are going to come. <laughs> yeah. we, should go, we should go down there and have a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> As for Jonathan. That's right. It's the HR ladies. I work in the office. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, thanks for being here. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah we and appreciate thanks for, it. Thanks for being in the spirit. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad you like it. a bozo as the only one showing up with a. Dude, Christmas like I said, I, already been yeah. I had flair back in the day. It was yeah. more than 15 pieces. It was oh, really yeah. good stuff, the suspenders. But, yeah, it's, we're all about team and crew spirit around here. So um, happy holidays to everybody. I hope you have a safe and holiday season. If you like HR Nightmares, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Tune in anywhere you listen to the podcast. Check out Work Talk, W-O-R-K-T-O-K. -O -O -K. It's Leith HR Group's very own technology. And um, give us a call if you have any questions or want to work through any scenarios with expert HR consultants. Leith HR Group is the place to go. Thank you so much. Have a good one.